Our Father and our God, thank you so much for uh, the fact that you loved us enough to send your Son to die for us and to be among us, to bring us to salvation. I pray, Father, tonight that this gathering will be honoring to you and that you will instruct us, you will lead us, and that uh, you'll be in charge, Father, because uh, this is your church. Christ is the head of this church, and um, we just ask that we might be um, faithful servants of what you call us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Incidentally, Pastor Dwayne twittered me very early this morning, and I uh, wanted us to all know that, uh, <laughs> easy over there, and wanted us all to know that, that he is uh, he's praying for our, our our time together today and, and that uh, he's actually in his last session of his Aero Leadership program and we're excited about that and uh, theoretically he'll graduate if we pray for him. We pray real hard for him this week. He'll graduate and uh, be back to us as a, a graduate leader and uh, we're excited about what, what's going on in Dwayne's life. Um, I want to um, begin tonight with a part in this presentation um, to... Um, help to understand a little bit of the nature of why we are embarking upon um, um, this project. And I want to point out to you from the scriptures, particularly the, the, uh, at the end of Matthew, what Jesus had to say to his church. He said, therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age." Um, Jesus Christ established for the church that discipleship is not an elective, but is in fact the business plan or the model of the, the business model of the church. That disciples are, and making disciples are one product that we are to engage in and fully occupy all of our energy. That's the only thing that Jesus uh, gave us to do. Making disciples who will honor the great commandment to love the Lord uh, with all their hearts and mind, soul, and body, and to, um, and, and, to, uh, and to go and make disciples, to be part of that disciple-making um, process. And, of course, to love uh, their neighbors as themselves as well. And so in the discipleship process, we need to understand that discipleship or disciple-making is not only just going, it is that. It is absolutely that. It is going and making disciples, but we're also called to baptize them. That requires some place to do that. Now, you can do that at a river or a lake or something like that. But in Canada, you know, you've got to cut through some ice in the winter. So it it seems the most appropriate to have some sort of gathering of some sort of location as God was laying out for us his plan on how we would move forward as a New Testament church. But not only are we baptizing, but we're teaching them to obey whatsoever things he's commanded. So it requires of us to have some sort of venue as well for teaching people to obey the things that Christ has taught to us. So... So there is a, a, a going component of discipleship, but there's also a physical resources component of discipleship as well. And so um, we, we, uh, we pay attention to physical resources as a means to the end, but not the end in itself. And um, when we're thinking about the upgrading of physical resources, we want to make sure that they're not a draw, an energy draw, against that mission of discipleship. Nor are they distraction from discipleship, but they, they enhance discipleship and, and are, are helpful with that. We don't want, by the way, at Calvary to divert ministry money to physical upgrades um, that, uh, f- away from current ministry and current mission, mission responsibilities for capital resources that we would put into real property. So we want to set before you that the physical resources are important, particularly as a tool, and therefore, careful stewardship really matters. Um, now, I want to make sure that, uh, that uh, we, we set up the, um, the evening with the, uh, the why of this program, and if you remember that in September, we tried to put together all of the things that God was talking to us about and try to come up with some identity um, uh, values, identity, emphasis that God has laid on our hearts. And we realize that we are facing the God of relativism and, and the God of materialism and the God of self. And so we, we recognize that in order to be 
faithful at the discipleship-making process and to give ourselves fully to that, we would have to engage those three realities. That we would have to specialize in being, being those who would pr- uh, proclaim the truth and, and shine the light. That, that we would be specialists in terms of materialism, of making sure that we counteracted that by, by deeming uh, all of the stuff that we have, all of the physical things that we have, as belonging to God and therefore to be engaged in, in the process of discipleship making. And then the uh, counteract, of course, for, for the God of self uh, was that we would, we would um, challenge ourselves to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts and all of our minds and all of our souls. And, and in, in doing that, that we would challenge not only ourselves, but challenge our community uh, with those truths. And that we would specialize as much as possible in connecting them with the message of that truth and, and making sure that we communicate to them and create opportunities to communicate to them so that we can become a blessing, so that we are a blessing to the people who uh, God has called us to make a difference in, in terms of, of their uh, lives. Now, I want to come back to you in a few moments, but I want to uh, turn this section over to, uh, to uh, my partner, uh, Steve King, but before I do that, I just want to make the point that, that Steve's going to make a presentation on the, the uh, four specific um, projects that we have in mind. And I said to you that tonight we would share them a little bit more in detail, and Steve's going to do that in a few moments. Steve King has been tasked by deacons and leadership to, uh, to uh, chair and, and be leader of a committee called the Vision, Resource, the Vision Mission Resource Committee which has been tasked to take the vision that leadership um, receives from the Lord and, and turn that into uh, the resources that are necessary to make that vision and that mission happen. And so Steve is giving leadership to that. When I come back, I'm going to give you um, a little bit of detail on, on why we, we think we should continue to invest in this property. These are questions that we think you should have. Why do we think it's important that we should continue to invest in this property? Uh, why would we make these four choices? Why do we think these are important? And what else should we be anticipating as we look and take a long look at uh, some of the things that God might be wanting us to do? Because this is certainly not exhaustive at all. This is just a starting point. So Steve, would you come and talk to us about, uh, a little bit about uh, what we're intending to do uh, immediately? Well, good evening to everyone. Just need to get this so that they can hear me. I have a maybe a deep voice, and maybe that's worse because it's hard for you to hear. I'm not sure. Um, what I'm here to do tonight is to kind of uh, drill down a little bit, but still make you understand that this is still very much at a strategy level. Uh, we have the four areas that we're interested in uh, uh, working on, but at the same time, we don't have every minute detail. The great thing about this is we're going to go through this tonight and we happen to be able to follow this with a congregational meeting and, and depending upon we get finished, the very first thing on the agenda that uh, um, my uh, partner uh, Scott Martin will be dealing with is some questions that you might have related to this project. So that's kind of the flow of how we would like to work through this. This is uh, for information, but again, remember what we're looking at here is We've got some really good concepts, and I want to show you how we've utilized the vision that's been set by our pastoral staff around connecting and communicating and benefiting people that we come in contact with uh, through this uh, physical change. So uh, we've talked a lot today about the branding called Renovo, and I just want to flip through, and Pastor Rip gave you a, a, a quick overview, but basically the Deacon's Board, a little bit of history. If I go back to 2005 through to 2007, uh, we actually were, we had a group uh, that I was also leading at the time. It was really called old-fashioned word expansion. And uh, we, at our, at our point of our 80th birthday, we put together a team and we went around and looked at a few churches and we got a few ideas and things like that. And some of that was coming together. And then uh, there was kind of a, a, a bit of a change of, in, in economy. And we, we sort of felt like, uh, from a leadership perspective, it wasn't time. Whereas what Pastor Rick's been talking about is, it's time. And that's why we're here today. So, um, basically what we did is we, 
we thought back in about April, May, June, there a lot of discussion going on at the, very, at the board level, and uh, we looked to uh, try to put a, a number of names forward that we, we'd, that we would want to try to uh, build into this team, and the team, as you can see those names, um, was built with sort of what I'll call some various diversity. Uh, we wanted to be able to have opinions from different segments and areas and gender and age and all those types of things. So I don't know if th- any of those people are here. Would you just stand up? Maybe if you would, please. Just stand up for two minutes. Brett's up there. Julia, Lamade, Ed, Rebecca, Rick, Scott. Where's Scott? He's somewhere. So those people are on the team. And we want to encourage you, if you are, know them or are connected to them and you have comments, please feel free to talk to them. We're meeting on a monthly basis um, uh, uh, to continue to work through these projects. So if we look at the focus, um, again, really the key thing here is the physical changes here, and we've used this uh, CBC, Calvary Baptist Church, and then turned it into three dynamic words, which is really uh, connect, benefit, and communicate the love of Christ to our community and congregation. That's really what this Renovo group together is attempting to uh, accomplish with each project. The current ones we're going to talk today, but the future ones that are going to come in through this pipeline will have that same kind of uh, uh, strategy level as we think of what we're doing. Each project that you will see tonight, there's no specific timeline in the sense of this one's happening first, that one's happening second. We're going to work, and when we feel that we've got the feedback from the various ministries that they're comfortable with each one of these uh, areas, then, and the resourcing comes along, then our goal would be to move forward. So that's kind of the timeline. And the only other hard timeline, and, uh, and uh, when in the congregation meeting, you'll probably see this as well, but we're basically for the fundraising portion till March 31st. And really, again, the project overview, um, if we move forward, is the church sign. And so what is the purpose, the focus? Well, it's to connect to people that are driving by. I don't know how many people uh, knew we had a church sign. Okay, good. Did any of you, because if, if you didn't come from this direction, you might not have seen it because it's kind of hidden in a few spaces. So we're going to show you what we're going to try to do to, to help with that. It certainly gives us an ability to communicate. Um, and uh, where's, uh, who's the, where is Wally here tonight? You can imagine standing on a ladder uh, with the screen open, uh, taking these little pieces and, you know, putting in, I only have so many space to put certain things in and I can own. So that's the type of thing we've been living with for 22 years. Very functional at the time, but now really we want to try to do something different. Uh, Parking lot. Well, we call that a benefit. And I guess the benefit is maybe your car will make it out without, uh, you know, having a flat tire or something. And uh, certainly we know that that's been a catalyst for us in terms of really believing it's time to move ahead. Um, and then our nursery, uh, our nursery renew, I'm calling it, is, uh, again, we have a great opportunity to connect with people so that they understand that we love them. It's a tremendous benefit as a parent to know that you can drop someone off and you know that they're, they're safe and they're secure and they're going to be looked after. And uh, it, it really communicates to our community that we're serious about families. And we see all the events that we do here from a family perspective. And, and you know, we, they can't help but feel like they're being engaged. And their children and themselves are learning about God when they're here. And that's really what this is all about. And then, of course, our lobby. This is our central focus of cross-pollination, people in, people out, uh, different things happening, uh, you know, at different service times, uh, Tuesday nights, all that kind of stuff. We really want to have something that, shall we say, is a little more than an 8.5 by 11 stuck on a poster, okay? And, and all those things are good, and the, we've done a great job of doing our best to communicate that, but we certainly want to try to upgrade that. So let's just delve right in. So church sign. It's, it's fairly simple. I know that's maybe a little difficult to see. Basically, what you're looking at is a rendition, uh, and really what it is is it, it's a two-sided LED sign. So um, it, it's pretty simple. There's a few around the city, not tons of them, but we're going to try to find a way to position, uh, position this so it'll be more visible uh, to different directions. 
Uh, we're obviously working through with a contractor, and we've had some meetings. We've had the manufacturer here. We've started to look at some of those things, and we have to work with the city to complete the guy, uh, complete the necessity. Uh, you know, necessities about where it sits and, and how it affects uh, the transition and traffic and stuff like that. And basically, we've got a project estimate of around 45000 Okay? The next one, parking lot. Now, uh, what you're going to see a little later, that, just to give you some background, this is my type of graphic, okay? This is what I'm capable of doing in PowerPoint. So it's very, very simplistic. And, and what you're going to see from uh, what Brett's worked on tremendously a little later, hopefully will be a lot better than this, but this is my basic stick drawing. Um, but we really have three core sections we've talked of in the parking, calling part one, which you can see is down the east side and around the back. Part two is our gravel area that's been there, and it's kind of treated as our overflow. And then part three uh, is, is uh, on, the, on the other side. This, this project doesn't incorporate any changes in that section at this time. Okay? Um, so we'll move on. Nursery. Now, just to give you an idea, that, again, my stick drawings, okay? So bear with me. It's almost as good as a Mark White slide, but... It's a little better, maybe. But um, this kind of is what the nursery looks like if you haven't been in there in a while. We have a flow in and we have a flow out. We have no way of stopping people coming in and no way of stopping people coming out other than we know who they are. Um, we have a section in the back right-hand corner that really doesn't get used a lot. And we have this wall in between. Uh, and we have this kind of coat area um, and, and really what we're trying to do here is we're going to make some minor modifications that we hope will improve our security uh, upgrade for pickup and drop-off. So if you flip to the next one, Brett, basically what we're doing here is we're basically moving the door section out, and we're we will end up having to fireproof a little differently because those are fireproof doors. And this is a lot in development, but basically we're going to utilize some of the current coat room area we're going to use that to help with our traffic flow. So there's, again, lots of work to be done in this area, but we feel this minor cosmetic, along with removing a wall to make a larger space for a larger room, um, will allow us to, allow us to uh, meet the needs of the nursery workers, but also the families and our children uh, as they come there. And the project estimate is about $10,000. So this next session is really focused in the lobby, and I apologize for the, the pictures because they're, uh, I'm, uh, my friend Scott Martin, who know, people know he takes a lot better pictures, this is my basic pictures, okay, um, but, but this is kind of what you see when you come in, the east side and the west side, um, you know, you have a basic understanding, and, and what we're going to go through here is, just before we move ahead, um, you know, things like carpet changes, colors, new matting, lighting, uh, track and halogens, uh, audio-visual uh, cues and places that we can do things, ceiling changes, um, visual messaging about our essentials. You know, right now we, you, we, we go to a print shop and we print off a big banner and we hang stuff with tape. You know, that, that's fine. But there, there's certainly things that we can continue to do to make that more current to our culture in terms of what they anticipate and see. And really what it's about, it's about making it friendly, it's about making it inviting, and it's not only just about people who first come, it's also for people that, I need, I need to be here, I need to stay here and understand what's happening, and these are some of the clues we hope will, will uh, continue to keep them connected with others. So, what I'm going to walk you through is a picture of what the current space looks like, and then we're going to say what's going to be in that space. So I think if you know what that space is, it's just outside the door here, and that's our global missions board um, that's, that's been there since we originally came here and has had updates and changes. And then what we're basically using here is some, uh, I told you about Brett, he's, he's the creator and and uh, I, I got to tell you the quick side story, but sorry. Brett got a job um, working for OGS Landscape a while ago. And they, a year and a half ago, this, this is a God story. So the God story is 
that they asked him to come in the office and start working on putting stuff together graphically so that, because he was good with the computer, to help them do presentations. So he had been doing that all along. All of a sudden, we come along with a project opportunity, and we say, boy, you, you know how the guys on TV, you know, you go see them and they change the thing and they put all the, you know, the colors and they change this over and the people go, wow, look at that. So I'm hoping for a couple people. Do you watch that? Anybody watch that? Okay, so I'm, I'm looking for, you don't have to be loud, just a little, a little wow, that's all. So the wow is that God knew that this is the type of thing that long before we were going to this point, and Brett's the person who was able to put it together. So go ahead. So what is the new thing? What does it look like? This is our new welcome center. Yeah, I heard a couple of wows. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so this would be the concept. You know, something that has, uh, you know, some screens behind it, a much bigger space where we are currently right now. You kind of walk in both sides and you can kind of walk right by it. You come in this side now, you're going to see it. All right? Yeah, maybe if you come in this side, you're going to have to turn the corner. But we have the ability now to have different messaging on each one of those. That's a TV screen, by the way. It's not a, it's not a poster. The goal is to have two or three TVs up there that are joined and connected that we can put messaging on. So if we have some type of event, we can have this thing happening here and this happening here. We have some handicap access for people who can come up to a lower space area and get served uh, correctly. So, you know, we're trying to have something like that. How we, We're showing it with the current look of terms of the brick. I don't know exactly how that's going. Once we work with our design people, we'll go from there. Next, current space. Over here, just on this side as you walk in the door, on the right-hand side, kind of has a few messaging, a picture of the church. And this will be our new uh, global and outreach uh, mi- missions area where we might be able to have some kind of thing like an interactive kiosk situation where people can go up there, they can touch screen, they can find out what's going on in, in this area with Kids Alive and SIM and different uh, uh, processes. And, and then they can maybe send a quick email, vice versa. The messaging from our mission, from our mission people is going to be much more interactive. You'll be able to hopefully, they'll be able to send us video messages. I mean, how many people here know how to Skype? Yeah, like this is... This is what it is. This is what it's about. It's about that type of communication. Okay, so that's our global and outreach missions area. And then finally, this is our current welcome center. But what we're proposing here is going to be our new cafe area, our Calvary Cafe. Okay? There, see? If it's, if it's, if it's coffee, you know, someone's there. Okay? So... What you have here is we're talking about utilizing that space, create some little bit of dynamics. If you go a little farther, Brett, on the next one, there's what it looks like as you walk into the left. And now what it could look like is some kind of rendering with a few little tables. You'll notice there's still a little doorway to get into our, like a portion of our, cloak, uh, our coat room. Um, and then if you continue on, Brett, with the... Uh, the other side, we're talking about adding on a piece. And if you notice here, now we're talking, this is the, uh, the, the nursery area kind of blown out a little bit farther. So that gives you kind of an idea of the, the, how we would work in terms of the cafe and the thought process. Lots of detail to go into this. Lots of things for us to work on. But those are the general concepts. Now, if we, uh, do we have something? We have something. I told you he was good. Go ahead. This is what it would look like if you walk through. So obviously this is the welcome center as you're walking around. It doesn't run quite as fast on a on a on a PC as a Mac, eh, Brett? <laughs> yeah, sure. Then we have some open spaces. You notice TVs, and we have a little. Uh, we had a plan for something around the post so that people could stand there if they wanted to, some kind of a coffee. Um, and as you turn, you kind of get a visual of how it might look as you go through. We got some basic uh, color coding here. The, these are not necessarily the colors. 
Uh, obviously, there'll be a lot of lighting that we need to work on and, uh, you know, carpeting issues or, or whatever we're going to work on there. Um, so all of those things will be uh, coming forward as, as each individual project. And by the way, each team member that stood up today is assigned to one of these projects. So they're going to carry forward the lead on finding out a lot of the detail. So in quick summary, um, and I hope I'm... Am I okay on time? Good? Okay. Um, so in quick summary to our, to our next slide is just to how does it all roll up? So basically the project estimates, you know, the church sign, parking lot one and two, uh, nursery uh, renewal and lobby uh, revival, and that's how we get to the number of the 400,000. Okay? So what are the next steps? Well, the next steps are, you, you know, you got to pray we all have to pray. We need to pray, go before God, ask for him to, to speak to each of us to, to you know, I, I said the other day uh, in, in our VMR meeting, and I think it's important, you know, we're going to have an opportunity to, not only what we do, but we're going to be connecting with people who, who are potentially going to do the work here that we need to be able to reach to as well. Just those people, the contractors, the people we're working with. There's a great opportunity for us to reach, so we need to pray. Um, you need to consider your commitment and give. Um, this is, uh, we've, we've talked, um, you know, in a number of situations, and I'm sure in, in finance is a regular discussion, but we need to think about things that are what we'll call operations, and that's what we do every day to run our, 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 our building our, with staff and fix the place that's 22 years old and do those types of things. That that's what we do in a budget, and that's what we've kind of always done every year. Now what we're saying is, and we've, we've built a few capital items in there, like changing a few things and microphones or things like that. None of, that's not changing. What we do need to look forward to is how we can sacrificially give. That's really what this, we're talking about in this situation is separate. So the VMR team meets monthly, and we'll bring uh, more updates in the bulletin. We hope to continue to communicate uh, to you. Um, if required, we'll have another information session. It may not be a Sunday evening. Obviously, we, you know, we want to teach Bible. That's what we're here to do. Um, and, and so we may have separate times for that. But please, um, please, you know some of those people. Uh, talk to them. Have any concepts. They'll bring it to the team and the group. And understand that team, they're not, they're evaluating and they're bringing that information back to the deacons board at the leadership level for that, that decision, okay? The decisions aren't specifically made at the... So you've got, you know, you've got now 30 people all involved in that. And all I know is when I work with a team, the decisions are a whole lot better when it's a team than it is just one or two people, okay? And that's really what we've been able to do here. Um, feel free to send me an email, steve underscore king at simpatico.ca, uh, or connect with a VMR team, and, and we value your input. And if uh, uh, can't guarantee those ideas will always come forward, but the point is we can debate those and put them in front of other people. And outside of that, hopefully this has given you enough information for you to understand how we're going. Scott will be able to field a few questions. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. Uh, I have to be on a plane by 9 o'clock, so don't feel bad for me. So thank you again for your support and your prayers. Thanks, Steve. If somehow you feel like over the last number of weeks you need cataract surgery because of the way the screen looks, do not go to an eye doctor. It's actually our instrument problems here. And um, we, are, we have a loner projector right now and have had for a few weeks. And Pastor Steve is working diligently to get uh, our old projector that was a great projector and a good projector and not that old actually. Uh, repaired and back quickly. So some of the ooh, the wow factor of what Brett put together there has, has been a little dampened by the, uh, by the blurriness of the screen, a little dullness of the screen. But, but believe me, on, on, his, um, on his laptop, it is serious wow. So thanks, Brett, for, uh, for some excellent work. We appreciate uh, what you did. Um, and also, I just want to 
mention up front that there will be no sitting at the cafe while Rick is preaching. I just want you all to know that in case you had some crazy idea that, that you could. I'll have to preach from out there if I have to. Um, I just, you can see that some of you have already planned that and it's, it's making me a little bit nervous as I go along here. I just want to share a couple more thoughts with you um, to put some sort of perspective on all of this so you can consider what you need to be praying about and thinking about as, as we look forward to the horizon and what God has for us. And, and I, I wanted to, to bring you up to, to an understanding of, of how uh, the leadership are viewing this present property and the, strate- the strategic nature of this property. Um, because... Surely, uh, as you think about investing in resources and upgrading and all of that, we, we all want to consider the, the longevity of our, of our stay here. I mean, um, is, is this the place that, that we should be doing ministry? And I, I just wanted to, uh, to let you know that we, we believe at the leadership level that this is a great and a strategic location for the next number of years. And we think that... Um, that the resources we have, along with some upgrading and some other things that we have in mind in the future, will, for a number of years, give us many options that we think will provide us with the disciple-making capacities that we really believe we need. And um, I just, just want to sort of um, give you a little bit of background understanding of, of why we think. We think this, this is, is strategic in its size and its location, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we're the only church in um, uh, the boundary bounded by um, uh, Ritson Road and Roslyn Road and Harmony and Taunton. We're basically the only church ser- servicing a very, very significant neighborhood of people. And um, so we really believe that God has placed us here uh, for strategic reasons. We also believe that that the, um, the mega, mega church concept that is, is uh, prevalent in the U.S. and actually, according to whatever prognosticators you read, is losing some steam in terms of its future, um, um, future as a tactical resource for doing church ministry, is not really a Canadian ph- phenomenon. That, uh, that, that Canadians are, are, are for, far more... Um, um, for a number of reasons, and I'm not going to articulate all those. If you want to talk to me personally, you can. But for a number of reasons, we're not really caught up and wrapped up in that style of ministry. But we do believe that, that uh, we want to allow, I mean, as I was preaching this morning, we want to allow for God to, to reach as many people as, as he chooses to reach through this ministry. And, and, um, but we have the capabilities here with some more adjustments that we'll talk to you about of, of ministering to I would say easily up to 3,000 people on any given Sunday and, and within the confines of this ministry or even more. And so that, that provides us with, with some opportunities. We also want you to be aware that it is increasingly difficult to plan and, and vi- envision a ministry, uh, a church ministry um, uh, expansion uh, project or strategy that is of the megachurch size, the large acreage size, because increasingly in the Ontario context in particular, um, there is a lot of push- pushback on, on, in terms of zoning, um, the employable lands uh, planning issues are making it very, very difficult for charitable organizations or anything of, of the nature of, of a church to have any large tracts of land. We also think that... Uh, that, um, you, you know, as, as important as physical resources are, we want to make sure that we're really fully engaged in, in utilizing all that God has given to us to the full capacities that we might be able to make sure that we have all kinds of financial resources available for, for ministry and mission and not tie it up in real estate holdings that, that uh, are, are... So there's a number of reasons why we really, as a, as a church leadership team believe this is a great strategic location, that this physical resource is, is ideal for us for the next number of years, and that we really should invest in the upgrades physically here, and they will be well served by doing so. So that's just a little bit of, of catch-up on, on why we think that, and should we invest in this property, and, and why we think we should. 
Um, the second question that I want to address is why these four choices in particular. And uh, I don't want to get into uh, more of what Steve has shared with you because I think he's done an excellent job and he's probably, with his, his beautiful picture show, has given uh, you ample reasons to believe that these are really important strategies. But I, I, I just want to give you a sort of a global or overall perspective. And, and I think what we've been trying to do with our ministry and our style of ministry, which is extremely crucial in uh, people's choices uh, in where they will worship and why they will worship. But what we've been trying to do in our ministry is to make sure that, that we've been moving along and providing leadership energy to make sure that our ministry style is current. That not only in particular to benefit you, but, in, but also to benefit those who don't know our Lord and may engage with us and, and, and connect with us, uh, to make sure that that lost person who's in the era of 2011, can, can find their way into our ministry and, and the style of our ministry will be matching the physical resources of our ministry, that, that they won't be out of sync, that the physical resources that we are, we are functioning with will be moved up stylistically to match the kind of ministry upgrades that we've been trying to, to, uh, to give leadership to. Um, so that we will minimize as much as possible the hurdles to the gospel. And uh, that's really what we've been trying to do. It may seem obvious to you, and certainly um, um, for minimal financial outlay, we think that uh, will greatly grant a boost to all of us and the programming that we're involved in and to fire us up for greater discipleship exploits. Um, so um, that's a little bit about that question, why these particular four choices. And I suspect I don't really have to tell you why the parking lot is one of them. It's probably obvious to any of you who actually drive on the east side, or most of you are probably avoiding that and staying over on the west side most of the time. Can I just give you um, one last uh, thing tonight in terms of, of uh, the presentation? By the way, um, I think we need to be thankful to the Lord, uh, you know, as we ask him to move in hearts and lives. I think we all need to be thankful to the Lord for what he did in, in our congregation together this morning and moving in people's hearts. And these cards that are here are a recognition of, of uh, the willingness that you have in your heart to say, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm in. I don't know exactly what that means or what you want from me, but, but uh, we want to be a congregation that says yes to the Lord. And and uh, the Lord responds to that. And so we're talking about renewing our passion and igniting Christ's power. And that's really what we're talking about. But, but I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about the horizon. And then, and then we'll, uh, we'll have a, a bit more music. And then, uh, um, and then uh, our deacon chairman, Scott Martin, is going to, uh, is going to, to come here. Um, what kinds of things do we see in the horizon for us in the next five or six years. Well, obviously, lots of physical resource upgrades. And this is just the beginning. I think what, you know, we need to understand that, that there are opportunities for us to complete the balcony. There are a number of seats that we can put in there that, that have not been done and, and were scheduled to be done uh, sometime in the journey of Calvary. So we can increase the capacity within here by by increasing the seating capacity of our balcony. We also believe that, that it will be um, important for us going forward to, to um, work on our staging and, and uh, do some um, expanding of our staging and uh, opportunities to have um, rooms behind the stage and, and increase our opportunities for um, the kinds of presentations that we do that we believe attract the, the community to come and hear the things of God. And, and so we see some things like that uh, taking, forth, uh, uh, taking place. The, the lobby upgrade is just uh, the first step of, a, of an experiment to see what we could do with connecting and fellowship and all of that, but not near what we really see or envision as, as necessary in the future. We see... Uh, an enhancement of that and a greater amount of, of fellowship and connecting space and, and relationship space that will be necessary. And so this is just the start of that. So you, you should consider and pray about looking forward to that. We, we have no idea um, how this uh, nursery uh, upgrade is going to um, service us over the long haul. And so for, for the next little while, we see this as a, as a great enhancement, but there are 
possibilities that uh, we will need to be doing more of that. We need many more CE upgrades. If you're here on a Tuesday night, and, and many of you are, you realize that we are totally maxed out now, and we are now looking to outsource our ministry in other places and uh, that's continued to increase. We, we had so many exciting summer ministry adventures this year that really, talked, really uh, spoke to us about the, 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 the many ways that we are uh, connecting with our community, and increasingly so. And, um, and it's all a matter of how large a space do we want to create to make these things happen. And uh, so we need, to, we need to look at that. Um, if we expand our, our balcony and seating capacity in order to grow our ministry and our congregation, then we will have to do some relocation of our youth programming. And uh, we have uh, ideas and visions and plans, and Pastor Duane has some really exciting ideas about a youth theater and all kinds of exciting things for our youth program that, that may even occupy a couple of levels of the, of the, uh, of the, um, the building. And uh, we need CE upgrades that will... Uh, will likely do at least another floor in our CE wing and maybe two floors more in our CE wing to increase um, the, the, the size there for, um, uh, for delivering uh, Christian education ministry, teaching uh, people to observe all the things that Christ has, has commanded us. Uh, we, we have all kinds of needs for technical upgrades and, and uh, to service the, the next generation of, of, um, of uh, worshipers. And then, obviously, there'll be some, some additional office space and, and uh, necessities for that. That's just one of five things that I, that I think we're all thinking about in the horizon. Let me just briefly say, secondly, th- these are some of the physical upgrades, but, but in the, within the next five to six years, we're also going to be talking about and concentrating on ongoing spiritual upgrades and, and emphasizing that and concentrations on what God is doing in our lives and in our hearts. And we're not abandoning that. In fact, that's going to be continuing to be upgraded in what God wants to do for us in conjunction with our physical resource. And we have to be spiritual resourced and, and, and growing in our own lives. Uh, we, we really believe that as a mission and as a ministry, we need more mission creativity and expanding our reach, which will go outside of these walls and into our community in ways that we haven't necessarily explored or examined or or, or even touched yet. That's all in the horizon. Um, we'll have to be making leadership and structural adjustments for the changing uh, realities of our ministry here. Obviously, the current setup, the current structure, the current leadership is, is adequate for the ministry that we presently have, but it won't be for the ministry that we have in the horizon that God has for us. And so um, we'll have to have all kinds of, of, of uh, adjustments to that to keep us mission-able, and then, and then the fifth thing that I think is important for us to see in the horizon is the developing of ministry leaders to fill the front lines of God's work. And I, I see those, and, and, and God seems to have positioned us uh, very strategically for the, the training and equipping of the next force of leaders to send into God's mission, into God's ministry. And uh, so we want to be faithful to God and be obedient to God and do what he asks us to do with respect to that. And so uh, all of these ministry opportunities in the horizon, we think, are really exciting reasons to, first of all, be a part of Calvary, be a partner of Calvary. And, uh, and if you aren't yet partnering with us financially, we would encourage you to start doing that. Um, that's part of what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And, um, and if you haven't had a chance to get on board and, and you're in, then... Take one of those cards you'll find in a pew and, and stick it in the board and, and uh, pray and, and see what God has for you. So those are some of the really cool things that we think um, you ought to be praying about and, and we'll see what God has to do. So this is just scratching the surface. We're just getting a start and uh, we're, we're looking forward to some really exciting things there in the future. Well, I could talk to you on and on and on, but um, I think that's what we need to do for tonight and draw it to a, a conclusion. And um, I think our musical team is on now. We're going to... Worship, and then uh, our deacon chairman, Scott Martin, will take over. Well, good evening, everyone. This is a great day at Calvary, like they all are, but this is an especially great day with uh, uh, thinking about uh, expansion of uh, ministry and our facilities to accommodate that. That's an and what I'd like to do is have all the pastors and their wives who are here to come on up and join me at the front, uh, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about them for a minute. And uh, as they come... 
I think we all need to, we're, we are, all are aware that we're just fabulously blessed by the pastoral team uh, that we have in place at Calvary Baptist Church. And uh, uh, each one of these men are individually tremendously gifted by God to carry out what God wants them to be doing uh, here at Calvary. But you know what? Uh, together, they make a pastoral team that's far greater than the sum of those individual parts. Uh, and the reason for that is that God's brought them together. And the only reason they're here today is because they're following God's leading and God's call in their life to be pastors, but then to be serving here at Calvary Baptist right now. And uh, um, I've been around for a while, and it's been a privilege for me to be at least close to the process by which each one of these men have, have come to Oshawa. And I've heard firsthand from all of them how that they know absolutely without doubt that God's called them to be here right now. And uh, that's, a, that's an amazing thing that they're serving where God wants them. And, uh, and that makes a team far better than anything man can put together. When God puts people together, it's, it's a supernatural team. And that's what we, uh, what we enjoy here at uh, Calvary. And uh, not only has God called our pastors here, but God's called us as a church at, 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 at the right time so that as we've been looking in a need of pastors and the pastors have been responding to God's call in their lives, our paths have intersected. And we're so happy for that. And we're so blessed uh, because of that. And I think, too, our pastors are a, an amazing team for, for a lot of reasons. But uh, not only are they brothers in Christ, but they're called to serve here together at Calvary. But these guys are all great friends with each other. Uh, they all have hearts that follow hard after Christ all the time, but they enjoy a great chemistry together in working together. When they work together, they have fun together. Uh, it's not always fun all the time, but they do, and, and that's such a great thing. And, and I was just thinking of other things that bring them together and make them such a great team. Is that and This is probably one of the most important ones, that, and, and if you don't believe me this, you can ask them later on. But each one of our pastors has one other thing in common. They all married up. <laughs> Way up. And so, <laughs> so, so we're thanking our, not only our pastors, but, uh, but also to, to Lynn and to Lori and to Deb and to Jen and to uh, Judy and to Hannah. Uh, we just thank you so much. Thank you for supporting your husbands and thank you for being behind them, supporting them in ministry, partnering with them in ministry and then allowing them to become the men that they become and the pastors that they become. And we just thank you for, for all, of, all of that. And uh, I know for me there's no doubt that God's assembled us all here. We're not here by accident. We're here by divine appointment, each and every one of us uh, that make up the congregation here at uh, Calvary Baptist Church. And uh, that's an exciting time. And today we've heard some of the passion that our pastors and our pastoral staff through Rick's vision is is. is unfolding to us today in terms of being involved in a great ministry and and uh, it's exciting we're here at an exciting time in history when we can really impact our community for Christ to 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 let the brilliance of his light shine from this church and and the brilliance that it alone deserves our God alone deserves and and we just thank you for our pastors for helping making that possible and calling us to action and uh, it's great to be part as a team of, of people that make up the church a part of that vision and to start jumping in with both our feet uh, as we move forward. So uh, in a moment, I'm going to pray for them and I'm gonna, we're going to give them a small token of our appreciation for them. And I was thinking, you know, um, far more than giving them a nice meal out at Swiss Chalet for this, pastoral appreciation has to be a lot more than that. It really does. And as I was thinking, well, what more could it be? And I'm sure that if you ask them, they would all tell you the same thing. If we really want to show our appreciation to our pastors, what we all need to do is renew our passion with Christ and see his power unleashed and see it make it change our lives, change our community, change Oshawa, and change the world. And that's what they would want for us to show us appreciation for them. So uh, let me tell you that what we need to do is uh, uh, send them a note, send them a thank them, take them out for lunch. But most of all, Make a commitment to renew your passion for Christ in jumping with both feet to his mission for God's glory. Father, we thank you for this time to meet together and uh, appreciate our pastors. But, uh, Father, first of all, far more than that, may we appreciate you, our Heavenly Father. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who, who, who came to earth and died for our sins and saved us.
Uh, thank you, Father, uh, for the model you've provided for all of us to follow. And we thank you that each and one of our pastors and their wives have done that with their whole hearts. Uh, they seek to see your name high and lifted up in all that they do, and we thank you for that. And Father, those of us in the room, not many of us in the room are pastors. Uh, we have a few here, and the rest of us have no idea uh, the demands that are placed on their lives in terms of the time, in terms of the challenging issues they deal with, spiritual issues, family issues, financial issues, all the things that they come together. We have no idea uh, the stress and the challenge that prevents, pre- presents to them. But, Father, we pray that we thank you that that our pastors are men that seek you first in all that they do and share your wisdom to us to deal with the problems they do. And, Father, we pray in a special way that you would bless each and every one of them. Father, keep them safe. Uh, Keep them safe from uh, the evil one who would seek to destroy all that we do as a church. And and that kind of uh, challenge is ramped up as we get ready to change the world around us for Christ. And so uh, protect them from that. Uh, Father, uh, we pray that you'll keep them healthy, keep them strong. Uh, help them to uh, manage their time well. Help them to, uh, uh, to realize that the, the great time constraints being a pastor has on them. Allow them to be good stewards of your time and allow them time to be great husbands, great dads, great granddads. And Father, we pray you'll continue to bless them, bless their families who support them. Keep them safe as well. And Father, we thank you as a church that we can love our pastors uh, and, and trust them as they lead us and provide vision for ministry. And Father, we pray that not only you'll bless them, but you'll bless us and help us as a family of believers here at Calvary uh, to also follow you hard with our whole hearts. Help us to um, uh, renew our passion for Christ and help us to wholeheartedly move forward with boldness proclaiming Uh, your light to the world around us. And Father, we're excited about that. And as we see your power unleashed, your blessing upon this church, and we just pray for great things through your Holy Spirit. May a kingdom be expanded uh, as we at Calvary get ramped up for full-time ministry with with you. Father, thanks again for our pastoral staff and their wives. We thank you for each and every one of them. Uh, Be with Dwayne as he's away studying out west and bring him back safely. Uh, We thank you for each and every one of them. And Father, it's... uh, all for your glory and and your honor that we lift them up to you. And we ask this in the powerful name of Christ our Savior. Amen.